Greetings. I'm Matt Matthews, one of the pastors here at First Pres in Champaign, and I'm happy to welcome you to our media ministry. Join us in person. We're located at the intersection of Church and State Streets, adjacent to Westside Park in downtown Champaign. Our traditional worship service is at 9 a.m. on Sunday morning, and on most of those Sundays, we offer French translation. Our contemporary services on Sunday begin at 11.15 a.m. When you come to First Pres, what you'll find, what I hope you'll find, is a community of people who support each other and who are passionate about making a difference in our community and beyond. You'll find relevant teaching for children and adults. We have at least a dozen Bible studies in small groups, including pickleball, that's right, pickleball, adult choir, a bell choir for all comers, and other programs and events designed to grow your faith and give you and me opportunities to serve. There's a place for you. I'm glad you tuned in. Listen to the one that God has spoken. Listen to the one who is close at hand. Listen to the voice that began creation. Listen even if you don't understand. Holy God, help us to understand. And help us primarily to listen, that we might hear your word for us and live your word in the world. For we ask it in the name of Jesus the Christ and the people of God together say, Amen. Now Jesus was teaching in one of the synagogues on the Sabbath. And there then appeared a woman with a spirit that had crippled her for 18 years. She was bent over and was quite unable to stand up straight. When Jesus saw her, he called her over and said, Woman, you are set free from your ailment. When he laid his hands on her, immediately she stood up straight and began praising God. But the leader of the synagogue, indignant because Jesus had cured on the Sabbath, kept saying to the crowd, There are six days on which work ought to be done. Come on those days and be cured, and not on the Sabbath day. But the Lord answered him and said, You hypocrites, does not each of you on the Sabbath untie his ox or his donkey from the manger and lead it away to give it water? And ought not this woman, a daughter of Abraham, whom Satan bound for 18 long years, be set free from this bondage on the Sabbath day? When Jesus said this, all of his opponents were put to shame. And the entire crowd was rejoicing at all the wonderful things that he was doing. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. This is a sermon that could be about a lot of things. This is a beautiful healing story, of course, in Scripture. But it is a story where I'm asking you to think about being attentive. What does it mean to be attentive, to really listen and be present in a situation? When we were studying pastoral theology at the seminary, we all had to do sort of a pastoral care class or or a chaplaincy, and they would let us students loose in the hospitals, and we would go visit real-life patients uh, with our concern and care. And while we were making these rounds, we were taught how to do it. And one of the ways we were taught was to listen. Listen is the first step in caring. Because if you can't hear, if you don't hear, if you can't be attentive, then how can you care? So we learned how to listen. 
And one of the mechanical devices we were given was the words, I hear you saying. So somebody would say something and, and you would pause and say, I hear you saying, and repeat back what you heard. And if you got it right, they would say, yes, you got it right, I've been heard, thank you. Or if you didn't, they would correct you and then, and then you could go on. You could tell the, the pastoral care patients because we were always saying, I hear you saying, I hear you saying. So, so here's how it might work. The parishioner says, I'm afraid of my first, first day on the job. And the would-be pastor would say, help me, I hear you saying you're afraid of your first day on the job. And then the person would say, no, 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 I'm not really afraid of my first day on the job. I'm excited about my first day on the job. And the would-be pastor would say, I hear you saying you're excited about your first day on the job. You get how it works. And so we would practice this inside and outside of class. And it became kind of a joke. Somebody at the dinner table said, excuse me, I'm going to go get more iced tea. And we would say, I hear you saying you're going to get more iced tea. Excuse me, I need to use the restroom. I hear you saying you need to use the restroom. And then we would get things wrong on purpose. Somebody would say, I need to get more iced tea. And we would say something like, I hear you saying that your life is empty and meaningless and you're trying to fill it with things that don't matter, <laughs> like, like caffeine. <laughs> we had a lot of fun with it and we joked around a lot with this idea of listening and these listening skills. But listening and hearing is really no joke at all, is it? We want nothing more than to be heard. We want to be heard for where we're at, and we want to be heard for what we're saying. We want to be known for who we are, and part of that comes with listening. Frederick Buechner, as you know, died this week, a great Christian writer, great writer, period. And his name was B-U-E-C-H-N-E-R, Buechner. But he hated being introduced as Buckner or Buechner. Or, you know, he wanted Buechner. That was who he was, Buechner, not Buckner, even though it was spelled differently. In other words, hear me, know me. Uh, experience me for who I am and where I'm at and what I'm saying. I hear you saying was a way of us listening properly, making sure we were hearing things as we ought. And it's no joke at all. So often in the Gospels, it appears that people aren't listening or won't hear Jesus in His work and what He's doing. They're there, but they aren't there. They aren't being attentive. They are clearly and widely missing the point. And this happens so often in Scripture. It's almost a joke it happens so much. Such is the case, I think, in today's text. Jesus sees a woman at the synagogue who's sick. She's bent over. She's crippled. And, and she, he, he, he's attentive to her. Uh, she's been crippled a long time. She can't stand up straight. Jesus clearly sees her pain. He's clearly in the scene. Now, we don't know what Jesus imagines because the Scripture doesn't tell us, but it's easy to imagine Jesus imagining her burden. What has it been like for you, dear woman, to be so crippled for so long? What does He do? He heals her with a word and a touch. But the Pharisees, the Pharisees who are there, who have seen the whole thing, 
They don't acknowledge the miracle that just happened. They don't see this woman, apparently, who was bent over double and, and has been healed. They don't notice or they don't care that Jesus' love releases people from bondage. All the Pharisees notice is what? That Jesus broke the Sabbath law. Jesus healed on the Sabbath. Aren't there six days to do healing? Why not do it on one of the six? Jesus chose the Sabbath. And they are completely missing the point. It's not just the Pharisees of old. It's people nowadays. And me and you, we miss the point so often of what Jesus is doing right before our noses. Instead of entering into the holy work that Jesus has done, these Pharisees cross their arms and they discount it. Isn't today the Sabbath? We do it nowadays when somebody comes up to us with some brilliant idea, a brilliant idea, and we shoot it down with questions that are not of primary importance, such as, how much is that going to cost? That's an important question for later, but it's not the first question. The first response is, wow, that's an interesting idea. Where did that come from? Or what animates this idea? What, you seem excited about it. Why are you excited? Tell me more about this idea. No, no, no. We just say, how much is it going to cost? This means extra work probably for me, doesn't it? <laughs> we cross our arms. We dig in our heels. Or the seven deadly words of the church, what are they? We've never done it that way before. <laughs> We shoot the dream down before it has time to take off from the ground. I'm guilty of this. Here the Pharisees in a similar way seem to me to be missing the point altogether. They haven't been attentive to what's been going on. They haven't been listening, not really. If they had been listening, they would have said something like, Wow, Jesus, you keep doing things that astound us. You keep amazing us. Jesus, we are religious people. We care and love God very much and we try to do what's right in the world, but you seem to do it <coughs> excuse me, with ease. And we study grace, but we seem to see your grace, God's grace, at work in your hands. No strings attached. You heal this woman. You don't want anything from her. You don't even know her. The Pharisees don't say thank you. The Pharisees don't say we're amazed. The Pharisees don't even say we're jealous. We notice what you're doing and it, it makes us upset. No, the Pharisees don't say, I heard you saying to that woman that she was set free from, that, from her ailment. I saw her stand up straight. I saw the miracle that happened right before our eyes. We don't see this sort of thing every day. The Pharisees don't acknowledge they were even there. I heard her sigh. I saw the relief on her face. The Pharisees act as if they've seen none of it. You are guilty of breaking the law of the fourth commandment, keeping the Sabbath holy, honoring God by keeping the Sabbath holy and refraining from work. Now Luke is a storyteller. Luke does not allow these Pharisees to hijack this situation, but he follows their lead and Jesus helps them or Jesus beats the Pharisees at their, own, at their own game. This story does not derail 
this beautiful miracle that's just happened. Jesus calls them hypocrites. Look, you untie your ox and your, your donkey to, to lead it from the manger, to water it on the Sabbath. Of course you do that. That's work. And I heal a woman on the Sabbath who's been crippled for 18 long years. That's work too. There is such a thing as holy work. This holy work, this attempt to live the gospel is not an aberration of the law. It's not breaking the law. It's fulfilling the law. And then Luke brings the whole exchange back. Back into proper focus. The crowd saw Jesus' rebuke of the disciples, but they also saw and remembered Jesus' healing of this woman. They saw they heard, they were attentive to that moment, and naturally they were astounded. A holy wow, an alleluia ascended. We are invited not to be sidetracked by the Pharisees' lack of attentiveness. We are invited to, to be reminded that we can be inattentive or unattentive as well and we ought not be we ought to pause and notice the miracles in our midst and pause long enough to say thank you not to take them for granted we're invited to pay attention to notice to be astounded we notice that God in Christ has the power to heal that's what this story teaches among other things we notice that God comes with grace no strings attached that's what we notice in these things. Now, secondarily, we notice, didn't Jesus do this on the Sabbath? And isn't there a fourth commandment that says, thou shalt not work on the Sabbath? Yes, that's a good question. It's really a worthwhile question for later. It's the next question. But the first question is to notice what's happening and, and to thank God for it. Jesus takes time for us. Did you notice that in the passage? Jesus, Jesus notices us. Did you notice that? Jesus cares. Jesus transforms. Jesus liberates us from the bondage of pain, of brokenness. Jesus pulls us up somehow out of life's ruts. This text invites us to notice those in the crowd in our modern day who could use a touch to notice those people who are around us those people who are sleepwalking through life those people who are tied up with worry those those people who are are anxious about tomorrow those those people who aren't noticing the things around them those people who are nursing new life within them this text invites us to notice our neighbors this text invites us to care for those perhaps you have been ignored, to notice them, to be attentive. This text invites us to hope for wholeness for everybody and to do our part in touching the world as Jesus touched it, with healing in our hands, with, with peace in our hands, taking the time to, to reach out with our own efforts. This text invites us to notice what Jesus is doing and, and the subtle call to which Jesus is calling us to be partners in this kind of faithful discipleship the poet John Bell sees scenes like this in scripture and then writes hymns about them we're going to close with one of John Bell's hymns today but he imagines God speaking out from this text or from texts like it and this is what God is saying to us if we are attentive this is God speaking to us to you to me 
Will you let the blinded see if I but call your name? Will you set the prisoners free and never be the same? Will you kiss the leper clean and do such as this unseen and admit to what I mean in you and you in me? Thank God for the poet. So we read this text. We're attentive to this text. We're with Jesus in this miracle. We are not allowing the Pharisees to pull us out and not notice or gloss it over as if, as if it's not worthy of notice. No, we stay in this text. And we say, God, in the touching love of your Son, Jesus the Christ, I hear you inviting me to be a disciple. I hear you saying... That you love the world and you want me to love it too. I hear you saying love is the answer. I hear you saying in this text that your power can transform an ordinary touch into an extraordinary experience. I hear you saying you want me to try it too. I hear you saying you will not tolerate exclusion. I hear you saying you want people to be free from brokenness in order that they might be free to love. I hear you saying Wholeness is your plan for all creation. I hear you saying, follow me and allow me to use you in healing the world. In the scene today in Luke's gospel, if we are attentive to it, we see Jesus modeling attentiveness. He's paying close and careful attention to the people around him. We see him listening, we see him noticing, we see him, as always, caring. He's reaching out with healing love. If we look closely, we see Jesus has given us arms to use for that same holy purpose. That's good news. Let's use the resources entrusted to our care to love and transform and care for, in God's name, this world. In the name of God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you for joining this podcast of First Presbyterian Church Champaign. Visit us at our campus at the intersection of Church and State Streets in downtown Champaign. And for more information, visit us online at www.firstpres.church. Have a great week.